This is, we are here in the morning today. We never do this. It is Bonnet City in this bitch. Rise and grind. Uh, rise and shine. Rise and grind, nigga. We late, but you know what, damn it, we fucking here. Y'all been cussing us out. We're trying. We're trying. It's hard to be fine and have these fat old ass we have and work and be on stage, bitch, so we don't have fucking time. Lauren, Sometimes. you put some good fat butt pictures the other week. Thank like you. I was like, wow, what is this? I love it. Uh, I was inspired. I was out with the gays. And you know, that really brings out the best in me. So that was really that. We were um, outside of our bar actually. And this young man, Chris, who shout out to Chris, was like, let's flick it up. The category is sex siren. So, you know, the alarms went off. It was fun. It was fun. That picture is archived now. Are you hosting an ass throwing party tonight? I is that am what hosting an ass throwing party tonight. I am hosting a bounce party tonight um, after my show at the Laughing Skull. That's going to be super fun. So, you know, when we're. I may pull it up. That's going to be a good time. Um, the DJs, they usually, I think it's a reoccurring monthly bounce that ass party, but I've never been. So it's my first cherry popping. I'll, um, I have some selfie shorts I'll be wearing. So it's a whole thing. I have some high socks. I'm going in there shaking ass. I remember when bitches used to come to the club in like different color selfie shorts with the socks to match as a group. Mm-hmm. They was doing that. At least at the very least, San Diego, y'all was on that shit. Bitches was in the club as a twerk team. And I you really- You always I'm- know like when you walk up to a party, you know who was the girl who came there. I'm here to throw ass and throw ass only. And there's nothing else I came to do. Fuck it, I may get a number two. I didn't come to eat, drink, nothing. nothing. I, didn't, I don't come. I didn't come here for friends. You know that one bitch with every reality show. I ain't come here to make friends. I, make I came to win. <laughs> this bitch came there to shake ass, and I appreciate that. But you could tell they usually they hair is wrapped. They got a ponytail or no, a scarf on. Two lollipops at forty five degree angles, opposing sides. They got perpendicular lollipops. Mm-hmm. There's some sort of she has balls on the back of her socks. Yep. There's always some kind of determinant. The ponytail is always to the side. Mm-hmm. Or if or if her hair is down, she has on a headband. Mm-hmm. Because she can't. Oh, she definitely, definitely is holding her. Do y'all remember in college? Well, obviously, I just got out of school because this is, you know, I'm 24. But I remember we were having a throwback Thursday party. And um, the theme was uh, 2009. So what we did was... Um, bitches came with the wraps with the shorts to this sweaty ass house party there's no ac i don't even actually know if anybody ever lived in those houses that they threw house parties of in college is there a home is there a family is the section eight we're taking over i don't know but um the bitches used to shut the fuck up 
and pour sweat from the under part of their breasts. Like that was some athletic ass shit, man. That was true sportsmanship. They were it was like competitive cheer almost. Yeah, no, seriously. Yeah. And don't that's- let a bitch start twerking too hard next to you because now you need to get your shit together. Now that's the one thing for me. Like if I'm throwing my ass and minding my business because I have I'm having a good time, and then some bitch comes up next to me like trying to start some shit, we can you can get served. Like it can be a battle. And I didn't even really come here for that because that's not my brand. But if you like step, you're trying to disrespect me in front of strangers, then now now it's a party. Now we ended up doing weird shit though. Like next thing you know, now you twerking, you don't take your drawers off. Like you just like I have to up the ante. <laughs> I have to up the, now I'm topless. Like I, I just has to, cause it starts with the first bitch to drop down in the split. Next thing you know, now it's, now who's on a headstand? Now who's on a headstand with their legs open? I do, I do miss the hands on the ground, feet on the wall twerk. That was a, that was an era. That was classic. I can never really, I don't have a lot of upper body strength. So I never really mastered that. But the true twerkers could like break dance into it. They can do a a half cartwheel and then flip right the wall and I, they are stronger than the marines because how the fuck do you even know you could do that that yeah, just honestly. all happened in my cousin's house with no furniture they were just in there and just practicing and preparing for war they were in there training for these twerk parties i think it also comes like into play like the house you grew up in because like there's no safe space that i could have practiced that with my family mm-hmm. like i would have tried it once and been at the hospital so like, I think you just had to have a lot of time and just open space and nobody to supervise you to know that you could pop lock and drop it into a split and then come up and dance like Omarion. I think you you needed to have some lack of parenthood there. It's crazy because we done came a long way from the little rainbow shit where you just put your arms in the air and then switch knees. Like I remember when you just had to wait, switch to another knee and it was like, oh shit she's killing it now because the bitches from new orleans and um other such bitches i y'all want me to bounce to biggity like come on shawty like i'm skinny and that's the other thing thick bitches be trying to come stand next to me and try to humble me one thing about it bitch i have no shame i have no decorum and i have no tact what i will do is show my ass shit friend honestly and i again whenever i do something wild just understand i am from florida so that's just what it is and in Florida, these bitches are next level athletes. It's kind of scary. I don't know if you saw this one girl on the internet who gets low and then like goes side to side like a fucking mm-hmm. spider. Everybody can do that but me. I don't know why I can't do it or like just the chicken wing twerk in general. Mm-hmm. All I know how to do is just plant my feet and shift the fat of my ass left Could to right. Could you send us a video of you attempting it? Cause I'd like to see it. Why would you know my knees are not good? My knees, they or are should be in the Olympics. The Olympics I would say that, this year anyway. Come on. I would say that Lauren is not lying to y'all. I would Lauren is my favorite dance partner. That one time that we went to wherever we were, um, and we were dancing out in the middle of the dance floor and it was just as turned up as it could have possibly been. We were like in a music video, we were having a whole dance battle and it was a really good time. I will never forget that as long as I live because that's probably the last time I'm doing that, but it was really great. We were, um, for you Atlanta listeners, uh, we were at MJQ and you guys know they don't really play twerk music like that. So um, I'm gonna let y'all create a visual in your mind and it'll most likely be accurate. I slipped that night and I have not been back to MJQ since. 
it's covered in sweat. I know y'all are in there on your uppers, you're on your cocaine, you're on your stimulants. The floor has built up a residue that um, Converse just didn't have traction. My shoes, when I was walking, it sounded like, you know how like you unstick a suction cup from the shower wall? Like yes. that's how it sounded when I was walking in there. Yep. That's why you can't do feet on the wall, hands on the ground work outside of people using their phones to put you on the internet. But like the floor is gross now. If I put my hands on the floor at MJQ, it better be because I've fallen and I won't get up. Like I mean, it would be like an ambulance style fall. Like I have to be, if my hands touch the ground, obviously I've been pushed. I've been shoved. And that was another thing I used to like love, hate about twerk parties because it was the niggas that get twerk and just fall with no regard of what size the person is behind them. Will they catch them? Do I know them? Is it a woman? Like those niggas are heinous because I get it. The girl's twerking, she's going in. There's no reason that all 367 pounds of Thunderfuck, who is a cute dog at Savannah State, is leaned on the top of my they head like a kickstand. Thunderfuck? Thunderfuck. He introduced himself. Is he self-named? Did he name himself Thunderfuck? He introduced himself to me as Thunderfuck at like a business casual thing. So I was like, that's who you are. Cause I have on a blazer. Thunderfuck. Thunderfuck. That's never, a hella name to live up to. I never uh, got confirmation personally, but I did hear it was a storm brewing. Gross. Yeah. Um. Anyway, ladies, jokes of the week. Shout out to Thunderfuck, Shout I guess. Thunderfuck and all the cute dogs in Savannah State, but they used to try to move bitches in. And Can that be the episode title? Can the episode title be Thunderfuck? I find that hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> he might be a listener. Um, my jokes only got really fast. I can go. Uh, my first one is to, I think it's just a humanity joke of the week. Like I think everybody has, um, is delusional and inflates their importance in other people's lives. Like you guys will say things like, without me, this, that, and third, I want to be very clear with all of you. And this is self-included. Everyone will be fine without you. This doesn't mean kill yourself, but I mean like this whole, like if I'm not in your life, you wasn't in this motherfucker's life before and they were fine. You will not, you decide to go, they will be fine. You decide to stop talking to Lauren Knight, I will be, listen to me. I want to be very serious about how fine I'll be. I don't even like answering the phone. I have unlimited texts and I only like to send a hundred texts a month. That is how much I don't like being on the phone anyway, but I promise y'all like cutting somebody else, especially the older you get, um, there's nothing wrong with relationships, friendships, situationships, regular boats, just ships in general coming to an end. It's okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But what y'all are not going to do is act like um, the pot to piss in and the piss to go with it is just fully dependent on another person because that's not the case. And even if it was, motherfuckers can find another person. So the joke is literally on you. If you today told a bitch or a nigga or whatever, like, without me, you ain't going to be shit. You have lost your goddamn mind. And I, I encourage you to take some of that energy that you're pouring into, obviously, somebody else that has you feeling slighted to yourself back into you because it's fucking embarrassing. You look stupid and there's no crying in the pink. And I, I, I want to touch on that because I think what people are looking for, and I've had to deal with this just my whole life because I have issues. I think what people are looking for is that like, okay, I've come to this place where I know this person has to be out of my life. Either I'm asking them to be out of my life or they've decided to be out of my life. Mm -hmm. And you want to feel like you had this like mark on somebody. Mm -hmm. You want to feel like you meant something. It'll make you feel better with the detachment because you're mm -hmm. like, 
you won't ever be da, 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 da. and it's like well what i what i believe personally when someone leaves my life are you gonna fall apart and are you gonna not be shit no are you ever gonna have another experience like me probably not and that's, that's a different fine. thing that's a different thing and but i want to encourage people a lot of times when you have to break off relationships or friendships you were dealing with somebody who was possibly a narcissist or a sociopath and their whole life is dedicated to finding people to use so that's absolutely what they're going to do when y'all stop fucking with each other is find someone else to use because that's how they survive that's how their ego survives Mm -hmm. so you being like oh you ain't gonna be shit without me that's not true they're going to find somebody just like your ass to give them what you were giving them because it wasn't you they were after it was the support it was the love it was the whatever so they're people, gonna be fine. people i would also encourage people implore people honestly um i'm not i like i do things for other people i think everybody does to some degree you know your friends with somebody you help I can do X, Y, and Z for you. I'm going to do it. If I can't, I can't, but whatever. It's like a supportive little whatever. I do not agree or believe that like after you do something that nobody asked you to do, that they are emotionally indebted to you or like, oh, well, that's why when I I scratched your back last week and it was itching, like, okay, cool. But now I don't ever want you to, first of all, touch my back again. Let's, let's don't, you and my back never scratch because you're a fucking weirdo who thinks that you do a kindness and somebody owes you something guys people should a lot of people are doing people are doing kindnesses and this is something like just being completely transparent i would say up until i was about like 23 or 24 I am a kind person. I'll give anybody anything i have because that's just my nature mm-hmm. but in my close personal relationship was doing things for people to try to model how I wanted to be treated. And Mm -hmm. then I would get frustrated because people wouldn't give that back to me. So a lot of times people are behaving in a certain way because they're looking for Mm -hmm. people. They're hoping that folks are bright enough to be like, okay, if I'm waking up at five o'clock in the morning to make you breakfast before you go to work, Mm -hmm. maybe on the day I have some shit to do, you could do the same for me. And then you're frustrated because that's that's just not that person's nature. You have to your kindness should be reciprocating. If it's not, you do have to protect yourself because it is going to come to a point where you're like, oh shit, like I feel like I'm just giving, giving, giving and being taken from. There's that. But there's also a difference between that and a bitch would be like, I gave you a ride two weeks ago and now you don't want to give me $300. Like, bitch, what? <laughs> the scale don't match. Like, what are you even saying? Like, what is this? Y'all, listen, the real joke of the week is y'all hoes is delusional. I don't know what's going on in the sky. And by hoes, I'm including niggas. Y'all should never, ever think that's gender specific. All of y'all, self-included, are fucking delusional. I believe the moon was full and in cancer recently. Maybe that's the problem. Hold on. Emotions are high. It sounds cancer-ish. It does sound, it sounds a little cancery. How did I get in it? I don't know what the fuck is going on, but I will say, um, and this isn't even like, this has just been an ongoing thing, I would say over the course of like some months, like everybody has got to calm the fuck down. Everyone has got to calm the fuck down. And and listen, I get it. A lot of you bitches, you're famous in Atlanta. You know, you know, little Zane, whatever. Stop it. Stop everybody it. needs to calm I down. We need to extend an invitation to little Zane for our live show. <laughs> I will. <laughs> 
We have five tickets left, bitch. Y'all need to go get these fucking tickets. Four, four, four tickets. Actually, four. three if we can get Lil Zane to come. And Rasby. So now it's two. Oh, I don't. I'm girl. Whoever stayed in that apartment complex on the west side, uh, she fucking Rasby or he, they, whomever. I don't know the pronoun. You guys are ridiculous. Um, it's hot as fuck, and I have to turn my air off to record. Uh, so I'm sweating in my muumuu because it's hot. I would like for Little Zane to perform the song from the Doctor Do Little Two soundtrack. He be acting like he don't know none of them songs because I said something to him about Hardball, and he acted like he ain't never seen Hardball. And I so I was like, <clears throat> Strike one, caught you by surprise. Point to him. Strike before your eyes, bitch. He didn't say nothing, and I was like, That was your best song that wasn't on Fighting Temptations. The only thing Little Zane has ever done for me was his verse on One Twelves Anywhere. He could do that too. We, cause I know the one twelve niggas be around too. I don't saw one of them. Uh, Kyle Mill. So nigga, let's let's crank it up, bitch. It's gonna be a hodgepodge of celebrities that be walking. Celebrities. I'm sorry, I'm giving a lot. It's gonna be a hodgepodge of infamous niggas that'll walk around the west side. And what's funny is my mom's gonna be there, so she's just gonna be like, "Why is Swim here? Is that one of them B2K boys? That's gonna be my mom." Now I know B5 niggas go to the same Kroger as me because we live in the same area. So I'm gonna just go to Kroger and maybe I'll catch one of them and like, hey, it could even be Kelly because that's what I ran into. Kelly, you could come, bring your brothers. You know what? I never learned the difference between the different light-skinned B5. That's how you know you are a light-skinned connoisseur when the people in B5 look different to you. Um, Because they just all the same nigga in my Yeah, I was like, they vary in size, but I'm looking at the same light-skinned boy at five stages in his life. Please go ahead. (laughs) I look very different. Okay, and of Kelly course, none of the difference. Kelly had braids. Dustin was the older one. Patrick was the main one. His nose is wider. Carnell is the cousin. So what? Uh, Stuart, what's his name say? Um, the sportsman, Stephen A. Smith. I'm gonna tell you right now. <laughs> we don't care. Mel <laughs> knows their names. Like, and she was listing their names. I was like, oh, I know their full name: Dustin Michael Breeding, Kelly Allen Breeding, Patrick Owen Breeding, Carnell Frederick Breeding, and of course Brian Jesse Breeding. Please, don't I'm concerned. Light skin facts. Please don't ever try Mel on her light skin nigga facts. Okay, when B five drops, she's probably like, is that a click of light skin niggas that harmonize? Sign me up. Sign me up. I saw them for the first time in Sierra's one two step video. Y'all niggas wasn't there. I didn't even know that was them. It was, because that's when Brian had braids. Y'all don't understand the level of fangirl I was. Like, y'all think I'm fucking playing? Like, I'm still trying to wean myself off Chris Brown. Like, I've I've denounced him, but it sometimes his shit come on shuffle. Y'all should have <laughs> seen me scream singing Take You Down on Northside Drive the other day. I'm not going to publicly tell y'all I listen to his second album on a regular basis, but I do. Because no, I have a trauma bond with it. Whichever Life one he dropped it. when he was first trying to come back into the public's good graces. Which one was that? That's graffiti. Graffiti. Um, it's some. I did not want to acknowledge it. But there's some jams on graffiti. I had an ex-boyfriend uh, <laughs> give me that CD as an apology for screaming at me in the hallway, which is very <laughs> ironic. Well, that's on brand. Crispy man, like, you get it. <laughs> he was like, "Here, this is my apology." I was like, ah, "Okay, but you see, so you get how this is worse." Till we can walk again. That's what he was thinking to you. Yeah, no, for real. Yes. He like, he's like, "I want you to listen to this song," and that's what like he pointed to. So and I'm just like, 
crow back to love because that nigga was like please buy my music i went to the concert and i'm very disappointed in my parents because these are boomers y'all let me listen to this abusive ass nigga and i was fight i was i was going to war battle in school i remember the day after that concert it was called the fan appreciation tour chris brown was barely selling out center stage atlanta let's talk about it but i was fucking mm-hmm. there in the front he touched my hand and the next day i had a i love chris brown shirt that i scripted up my coins to purchase and the chemistry teacher was like i know you lying no yes i do love chris brown ho i sure do it <laughs> You know what though? You would have had to leave my classroom. I'm sorry. And And I didn't hear. It's impossible. It was in the hallway. It was in the hallway. She was like, girl, (laughs) as I was passing her. Yes, yeah, it's Chris Brown. Yeah, it is. I'm proud. Is she out of yeah, you would have had to leave my class. Like, look at these niggas. They don't give a fuck. She you would have been the picture, like they don't give a fuck about women. It would have been Mel's picture. And then she would have turned into a grown lady and been like, I need that off the internet. In hindsight, like when he would do stupid shit, like when he fucked up the Good Morning America set, I was in Spanish class, Spanish three, and it was like, Mel, you heard about your boy? I said, please, I'm going through enough today, okay? Fame just came out. Please do not ask me about him. I cannot do Christopher it. and I just really just asked for your privacy at this time. <laughs> During this tough time. You know what's crazy though? Like Jay be listening to all kinds of shit, right? So I'd be like, okay, trying to at the very least pick out the rapists, you know, the pedophiles. But who's like my nigga came out the bathroom listening to the NBA young boy. Um, of course, his towel wasn't wrapped around him. It was just in his hand. He just naked and wet, just vibing, you know, whatever. And I was like, Jay, you know, he beats up girls. I try to put it next. Now it's Kodak. He beats up girls? NBA young boy? Yeah. Um, um Janaya. Her ass on camera, and she's like, "Remember she explained? She was like, no, we was play fighting.' I was like, Kentrell, I bet you can't beat me. I bet you can't oh, be shit. trying to make me sleep in the lobby.' Like, I know that's not funny, but that's not a game. She was a strong like 16, 17, so of course she was stupid. But oh my god, Kentrell, I bet you can't push me. And I, I remember like somebody to go get that little girl. Somebody, somebody go get her. Somebody hey, go get that little girl. Even NLD Chopper has tried to rebrand and be cutting up roots and stuff and be like, guys, you know, turmeric is really good for you. You what? I said, niggas always want to go start plants or be a Black Lives Matter activist after they punch a bitch in the face. Don't nothing make a nigga feel more like a carefree black boy than hitting a bitch. Like right after. Lord. (laughs) Just something. Speaking of niggas who be hitting bitches, I want to get my joke out the week, out the way. Motherfucking DaBaby. Let me tell you something. What's his real I, name? Let's call him by his name. His name is Jonathan Kirk. Um, fuck that nigga. Um, I just I have never seen someone committed so like just intensely to their own demise. Like, and it's really funny because Chris Brown posted something on his story, which I don't follow Chris Brown. This made its way to Twitter. And he was like, basically, just do your set and get your money and shut the fuck up. And people are like, you know, if Chris Brown right, then you wrong. And it's Chris Brown probably very much agrees with the baby, and is just telling him he should have shut the fuck up. So it's not Chris Brown being like, "Yeah, I love gay people and bitches." Mm-hmm. No, it's him being like, "Y'all fucking up y'all bags." Let me tell you how to do this abusive celebrity shit. And he that's what Chris Brown anybody. Was. Chris Brown would. You know, said what? Chris Brown would right. know better than anybody that you know what I should have. There were some times I should have shut the fuck. Good morning, America. You know what, Chris? I should but the baby, I'm just, I have never seen, I like, I have like 
opinions that are not great, not on anything that matters, but like, I can't imagine being on rolling loud stage and doing anything but like performing. Like, I can't imagine getting up there and being like, yeah, and mushrooms don't belong on pizza. Like, that's how I feel, but that's not the appropriate place to say that. That was the like that I do think, because there was no reason to bring up sucking dick in a parking lot. You're on stage. Yeah. You can't even and see the parking lot. if you never suck dick in the parking lot, you ain't live. All the cool bitches that <laughs> suck dick in the parking lot. Look at Mel standing up for her people. And another thing. That's the best place to I suck, suck dick. dick in parking lots all the time. I don't it's- see the issue. Um, also, I feel Paul? like look how ungrateful you suck a dick and they complaining about it on stage in front of thousands of people. And you know what else? I think the the rhetoric that like when people are like this abusive to the LGBTQ community, that it means like they're in the closet. I usually think that that's a very harmful narrative. However, that damn the baby and that damn boosie ain't nobody are in the boosie. closet. And the closet is got a fucking French window pane on it. It is see-through. We can see you. Okay. Did y'all see we Boosie, see each other. Boosie on the internet talking about I need uh, I'm gonna make a movie and I'm gonna have six nine getting raped by gangbangers. So I need people to submit to be, you know, to, to be six nine and the gangbangers. I was like, Boosie is looking for a group of niggas to fuck. For no, I what, now, what? I'm sorry, what? He was casting for a six nine movie where he wants gangbangers to run a train on him, a rape, a violent rape, uh, that didn't even take place. This is just Boosie's mind. And so my for his casting, he posted like, 6 ix getting raped in my movie. I need niggas to play the gangbangers and 6 9 But it's like, nigga, what about the other scenes? Are you only casting for this scene? Because if you're casting scene by scene, it's a flick. He don't care about nothing else but that one scene. You know you know when um, on Proud Family, when Penny made it and she made the uh, the biopic and all the people plays <laughs> over La Cienega was like fucked up. That's how he cared about everybody else. But he made sure I need six two. Yeah, he had a tight I, like I dark two to fuck the shit out of six nine. I need you. I need you hulking, nigga. I need you. Let me feel the muscles, nigga. I need you to really choke that nigga, man. I need you to really. <laughs> Boosie. This is an excellent Boosie. Why no, didn't you tell us you could do this? <laughs> no, that's no. Even when he was do the do the, you think it's right for me to take my shirt off and niggas trying to be straight? I was like, are y'all struggling? Right. You trying, you trying? <laughs> no, this this is giving too much Terrence Howard. I need to get my Baton Rouge back. Hold on, I'm gonna need it. But you know what? I, I think that um these niggas with this whole like fighting demons things. I was listening to What a Time to Be Alive yesterday in my car because I was feeling like I wanted to listen to some crazy niggas say some shit. What are these demons that niggas are talking about when they fighting demons? Is it gayness? It's bussy. Now they are addicted to. Now bussy. let me tell you something. Now I'm a very religious you know, adjacent, because my mother is the prayingest woman you ever want to know. And she done told me a thing or two about spirits. And that Boosie got a spirit on him. He's fighting it hard at night. <laughs> he fighting that spirit. Spirit! And I never, I was like, mom, hush, talking about some spirits. Spirits ain't going to jump out the TV. That spirit on Boosie back. Definitely. Boosie's bad ass. That's that ass he's trying to protect because he know he'd like it. And even that, like, like that ass bad. That's what they call him, bad ass. He in the, I'm Boosie badass. Like that's some little ghetto girl. I'm gonna say shit, it again, like, cause y'all didn't hear me. I'm gonna repeat it like Umar. They call him badass cause he want that ass bad. Come on, Come on somebody. I've he been calling him Boosie. I've been calling him little Bussy and that's what I'm sticking with. He is uh, and um, I what really cracked me up was, and we gotta get back to the baby world. When Boosie said, um, niggas is trying to be straight. I was like, who is so conflicted in their sexuality? Then they saw topless little Boosie, not a topless sexy man. We're not talking about a sexy man that could cause confusion. 
we're talking about little boosie bad if little boosie make your dick hard you just like niggas you don't even like sexy niggas you just like niggas in general like which is a, a wild level of heterosexuality if you are looking at little boosie and he make you feel a type of way like you are for like into niggas because there's no way that that person should be giving you the hots in the pants okay and it's cool if you like niggas i look at boosie and i know for sure i'm gay i'm like you know what Mm-mm. absolutely not that is just not something i could do and let's talk about little nas for a second <clears throat> talking about it. he just be gay and do his gay shit he don't talk and he could he don't talk Him about good he just be gay and the most profound, and this is just three words, but Quentin Bronson said it best. People be gay. They just be gay. And there's different ways. They're like, oh, well, Freddie Mercury was gay. He wasn't all down your throat and Luther Vandross. Luther Vandross could never say he was gay out of his mouth. We knew. We knew. He ain't saying nothing. Queen Latifah just now is starting to allude to it. Like, these people weren't allowed <laughs> to have this baby. Just Let now. This baby be gay. They made Let Queen Latifah pretend to be a, a heterosexual woman. All them damn movies were common. For years, whatever the hell. I'm sorry, pretending to be attracted to common would have been my lesbian breaking point. I'd have been like, Look, now this shit has gone too far. I, I am done pretending to be straight for a while. I remember arguing with um people about Queen Latifah because they're like, She's not gay, she just looks like that. I was like, I don't even know what you're implying about her look. <laughs> that woman. Let's see. Okay, I want you to. Know. I've never seen her as comfortable as she was when she played Cleo. I'm talking about instead of what a lesbian was, so I saw her as Cleo. I said, "What is this? It is. It likes other women." And there she is. Even when people talk about um, living single, they name all the characters and they call her Queen Latifah. Why and is she, she not being referred to as Khadijah? Daddy from Black Lightning, the daddy scooter, fine. And you know what? This is how I know she's into ladies because I feel like it was written in her contract. Like if on this show, I'm going to have to pretend to be into these niggas, they better be fine. And that's all I'm going to say. I better have the finest niggas on the show. If I got to kiss niggas in the mouth, they better be as attractive as they come or I quit. Her and the brat. I'm glad they freed the brat from the shackles of pretending to like niggas because no one believed her uh, ever because it just wasn't true. You know who else I want free? Dej Love. Come on, girl. Just let these niggas go. You've been a story. The brat is the single funniest celebrity that I've met in the entirety of my life. I spilled a drink on her twice uh, when I was working at Grand Lux, and she handled it with such grace the first time and not so much the second time. But she is a hilarious lady who hangs out with funny people, and I would hope that we would be friends one day when I become famous. You are well, funny. Before, last time you brought her up, I'm going to say it again. I'm glad you made it out alive, Callie, because she bust a rattler in a goddamn head with a bottle, and that's why she went to jail. <laughs> I'm not letting it go. You bust that girl in the head. That's violent. Everyone has you know bust in the head. If she was allowed to be gay like she wanted to, she wouldn't have had all that got them anger pent up to bust that girl in the head. Y'all should have let her be free. Like I should have let Whitney be free so she could be yes. with her stud and yes. she'd still be here today. Yes. Cause she, she that, I believe. And I don't want to see no more documentaries, ABC. Stop making the goddamn documentaries. If I see another Whitney Houston movie that's not happy, I don't want to hear about no more drugs. I don't want to hear about no more Bobby. I want to see the Whitney and Robin story. And that's it. I want to see yeah, her being happy. To be making, isn't she making a doc about Whitney or a biopic about Whitney? Isn't she doing something? I don't know. I don't know, but I'm upset. 
Because if she does something, I would like to see their story in more in depth. Because even in the movies, they just played her like some random bitch. She was just fucking out. I'm like, I know how lesbian love is. It was intense. It was and chaotic. Real. The fact that that lady had to live behind closed doors with you while you was dealing with Bobby, I know there was some passionate fights. Melanie, you got a joke of the week? Um, joke of the week is myself because I was very vocal about not giving a fuck about comedy and this is a hobby now, nigga. I got a job. I, I do this shit for fun, bitch. Fuck you. I've been on stage almost every day this week. I don't know how I got here, but I'm here and now I have to like kind of take it seriously. But luckily after this, I'm not doing shit else unless somebody asked me to. And I did hell yeah on Monday. Shout out to that. It was not terrible. I did not bomb. People laughed and listened. And I still got I got a couple of you real funnies afterwards show. Like someone, I was walking to my car. Someone was like, you was funny. And I was like, oh, thank you, nigga. Thank so you. what more can a bitch ask for? Um, one of my old boos came to the show. Shout out to him. And he is who two of my jokes are about. So that was really great. I wrote my short man joke about him. And, you know, I really appreciated that, that he came and showed love. Um, my friends came. It was, I was just full of love. And then I went to Douglasville for one of Vanessa Fraction's shows. Shout out to Vanessa Fraction. OG, very nice to me, which is rare. Um, so that's amazing. And then last night I did the Shake Shack show, which was fun. And there was free Shake Shack, including milkshakes and burgers and fries. And I was in heaven. And then... I came to the east side and performed at the spot. And I wasn't going to go up and like, this is not, this doesn't seem like the environment for me to be doing comedy. I don't want to do it. And I went up and this king made it rain on me. 30 American dollars. He made it rain because I was telling a joke about cheating. I counted the money in front of my mother. We were both very excited about my $30. And he made it rain. And that was a first for me. And I'll be back. I'll be back every Thursday if you're going to make it rain. Exactly. Brandon, I can make $30 doing anything, but just... The thought it took to make it rain on me. I mean, that's a black king right there. Okay. Beautiful. It is. I think that um, I think that's actually very romantic. I think they should throw more money at comedians on stage. I think niggas would do better at shows. I just realized though, in all of this, we didn't say anything about the baby talking about AIDS. Oh, gross. The way that he went about that is the most disgusting thing I've ever, like, you just could have not said that. Like, straight up, like, nobody was thinking about AIDS. Nobody went to roll it out. was like, man, I hope one of the rappers brings up AIDS. I hope somebody says something, because it's just boiling in my soul. Nobody went to that with the intention of hearing that. I know and Kobe was like, bitch, I'm still hot. Number you, one on the charts. I, like, if I bring up, AIDS or sucking dick or pussy smelling like water in a situation where nobody was talking about that, we should unpack why that was on my mind. Because no, literally nobody said anything. Like nobody yelled from the audience, talk about AIDS. Like nobody, nobody said that. Why, why are we here? Why'd you bring dicks to the party? Dicks up when the baby in a party. We're here. But I think, okay, I, I posted this on Instagram yesterday. I used to work in the infectious diseases department mm -hmm. at Emory. I worked in the AIDS clinic. I learned so much about AIDS that I didn't know. AIDS is not the girl that you think she is. You know what I'm saying? She's very controllable. You can get your viral load down. You can be undetectable. You can do all the things. So it was just so ill-informed, one. And number two, these are coming from the rappers who have illegitimate children by strangers twice a year. You are not using condoms either. So don't act like people who have AIDS, who got AIDS, are so dirty, blah, blah, blah. Baby, you want to, you you the same. You know what I'm saying? You're not you protecting yourself at all. You are fucking strangers raw. That's you rappers you are fucking strangers raw, ejaculating into them. Mm -hmm. Future. You are just as reckless as the people who you claim are dirty for AIDS. And, then, and not even people who get AIDS 
get you know what i'm saying you don't get, get aids here's aids that's not how it works but those people aren't reckless either you can have your first time you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so it's just so irresponsible so ill-informed so ignorant so stupid just to begin with and to continually die on that hill when elton john chimed in i said you're done you're done you're fucking done you're y'all done. made elton john unfreeze himself from what I'm assuming is his uh, cryotherapy bed. I don't think he sleeps on ice. Y'all made him thaw himself out to fucking speak on the baby. Mm-hmm. He probably didn't even know who the baby was and was like, bring me Wikipedia before I say something. He probably had, darling, who is the baby? Honestly. Who is doll baby? He was, and he probably thinks it's a baby that was talking shit. Like it's a little black baby popping shit. I don't like it. Madonna tried to chime in too late last night. You sit your bitch ass down. You sit your bitch ass down, Madonna. I you had that know. little black boy in there tap dancing for you in the goddamn kitchen. You, you got black kids dressed up as slaves in your living room right now. The last thing I want from you is an opinion. Until them kids are free, I don't want to hear shit from Madonna. And the white gays, you need to go get them black babies that y'all swear y'all care about so much at that lady house. It's crazy. But it is sad because like we are not in like the when AIDS or in HIV were first, you know, being learned about, there was a lot of misinformation because of lack of ignorance. We, it's 2021. A lot of there's y'all watch TV and y'all hear these commercials where they blatantly tell you you can get your your load down and it's not you know it's not transmissible. They don't care. It's it's all right there. So and the baby is not you know 40 years old or whatever where he was like a part of this is this is elected ignorance this is you like i know i sound like a dumbass but that makes me feel good and and that is literally what it is because all of the information is out there it's not hard to get a lot of times when people are this ignorant and this vile and this disgusting first of all they think that it makes them like interesting a lot of people think that being ignorant being homophobic being whatever the fuck makes them interesting people with values and standards and it fucking doesn't you're a fucking lunatic that's number one and number two i think that um people who do actually participate in behaviors that are gross and disgusting not you know for nothing but the baby's not a good person. Like he murdered somebody and it's like, oh, it was self-defense. It fucking wasn't. You punch bitches in the face. You do all types of weird shit. You keep getting people pregnant and not taking care of them and the babies. It's you. So you do all this wild shit and it's like, hmm, instead of being like, I do wild, disgusting shit, let me say somebody else who has done nothing wrong and is not disgusting. Let me say that there's something wrong with them or let me say that they're nasty or let me say that they're, you know, not great. When it's really you like gay is not the problem it's that you got danny lee pregnant that's part of the issue that i'm talking about what did you get on stage performing some shit with some bopping it have to do with hiv these and niggas want you to do the little car dance that's it it's also you bring this other fucking warlock out let's get into and it that the fuck out like you just want to troll this bitch and he probably legally can't be and i hope i hope them lawyers lay into no he couldn't legally be there which is why he had to get snuck in in a fucking mascot costume that's why he came out of the mascot how much of an asshole and how much you just want to terrorize a black woman you have to be this to get in there oh let me get in the costume nigga hold on let me we got some for that bitch oh i'm not even trying to be funny but for sex I have been inside of a mascot costume. It's not an easy lift, okay? There's a lot of effort. So you hopped your ass into this fucking costume just to piss this girl off. Fuck the baby. Oh, I was saying, oh, okay, I get it. I, get it. I know what I was saying. I was saying someone was, was tweeting that, you know, it's great seeing 
the baby lose all his endorsements or lose endorsements and get pulled out you know carnivals and shit i mean festivals and shit but this is the solidarity solidarity that meg deserved mm-hmm. and i agree with that but the only thing is tory like one doing shit niggas listen to him more now that he shot a black woman mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying he more booked and busy now Mm-hmm. niggas one one rushing to see Tory fucking lanes and no Lollapalooza and rolling out he wasn't booked like that niggas that nigga name was this big thing. it would be other people than in Tory lanes would be like in that that 10th line I and always he- challenge people to tell me like the classic Tory lanes song like what is his just hallmark fucking it is a legendary song that you just like yeah he really made his he solidified his place and with that record. nobody else's song right it can't be a sample and it can't be a feature so and let's- the only song he had that i really saw for was i ain't been broken a minute and i was singing that broke as hell at the time it was all lies from the jump so i, I like say it but it took me three months to realize i wasn't bryson tiller man i'm like the whole new nigga and now and now let's get into that now can we also get bryson tiller to just remake the song and also I was listening to Bryson to the other day. I was like, this nigga's never going to recreate Trap Soul. He's no. never going to do it. It don't matter what he do. He just can't. It's physically, it's scientifically impossible. You didn't even know what you was doing when you did this. It so that if you know what you're doing, you're going to try to do it. You can't do it because you didn't know what you was doing when you did it. Exactly. You can't. Post crazy. You guys go get tested and fucking all that other shit. Fuck Tory Lanez. And get uh, vaccinated too while you at it. Isn't that court case coming soon? Isn't Tory supposed to be gavel bang convicted soon like aren't we gonna go he should just grab the baby down by the wrist since they go together and they love each other so bad y'all can both go to jail together girl um let's get into the topic um my stomach is trying to like rear up for part two like i just got off the toilet and my stomach is like another one um so let's get this show on the fucking road uh because i'm having some bowel issues Let's do it. Um, this is actually a very like, very close to home topic for me today. I'm very, I'm actually very excited about it. Um, y'all, we talking exes, old work, just shit that did not pan out how it was supposed to. You was my bae, now you not. And- Let's get into it. I want to just go ahead and start because uh, we're doing your favorite exes and your least favorite. I want to start with my least favorite, that bitch, Patrick, you full of shit and you my least favorite. Boop, 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 boop. Fuck Patrick. So I just wanted to start with that since it's running. It's not a joke. It's real. I mean it. Fuck that nigga. That's my least favorite. Um, My favorite ex. Hmm. Are we, when we say favorite, are we saying who we had the most fun with or who we loved the most? because mm. those are two different niggas i would say um do both okay so who i and first of all i felt well we can get into that later uh who i had the most fun with i won't say any names patrick's the only name i'll say uh who i had the most fun with is actually the buddiest um and the fucking craziest and most manipulative and most underhanded and just vile but we had a fucking ball i don't think i've ever had that much fun with anybody in my life uh in terms of like dates and activities and doing stuff and just generally having a good time and being on the same level of fun uh it's really cool to just be able to like get drunk and go dancing with somebody that's really my vibe uh so i had a good time there um i would say the ex that i love the most is possibly the most unhealthy emotional attachment 
Shout out to him. He's married to somebody else. Uh, but uh, yeah, that was my greatest and uh, favorite love there. Uh, so those are two different niggas for me. But it's a good time. Um. Okay, before we get into favorite and least favorite, what is an ex? Is an ex the boyfriend? Is an ex a situationship? Is an ex someone who ate your ass that one time? An uh, ex, if you got to put your body parts against or inside of my body parts, I get to decide whether you're an ex or not. That's my right. So if you got to enter my body in any way with any object, I get to pick. So that's how I feel. To me, up to me. Ex is like we actually were committed to each other at some point. Um, Cause everybody else, like all my flings and shit like that, y'all all work. Like that was just, you know, we doing whatever, we saying whatever, we're having fun. But like exes is people that I actually was like emotionally invested in, even if it wasn't for very long. Cause there are levels to this ex thing. Just like, I like, okay. So I look at my exes and I, I really don't even acknowledge them, but let's say I had to look at them all. There would be like two of them that I would like, if any of my friends dated this person, I would feel some type of way. Those would be like my top tier exes. The rest would be like, I mean, honestly, old work. So I think an ex is just somebody that you guys both agreed y'all were a couple. My favorite ex is, I don't have one. Um, what, fuck all you niggas. I could say my favorite relationship that did not work out I don't remember anything positive about people once we break up, but I can't, I can only pull what did not work. So favorite ex, my favorite ex would probably have to be, oh, you know what? Boom, this is easy. My favorite ex is bleep, whose name I won't be saying because um, we were like a thing, but we realized very quickly that we don't get along in that way. And so now we're super, super good friends and I value that relationship so much. I don't, I sometimes forget he's even my ex, but technically you are. So that would be my favorite. Um, and I'm not saying his name because like he has a wife and family and like life now. I'm not about to be on here talking about no. my nigga. But that is my favorite ex, my least favorite ex. Um, <laughs> next. Okay. All right. Uh, for me, I just can't even think of anything positive for someone that it didn't work out with. It's like, oh, I wish you weren't a psycho. Oh, I wish you weren't a piece of shit. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I only have two true, one true, true ex and two ex-boyfriends. Like my, my boyfriend from high school, I'm seeing him on actually. Uh, we were together for three strong weeks and he broke up with me because I did not twerk on him at the DeKalb County ROTC ball. <laughs> so there's that. I was broken up with swiftly the next day. So. <laughs> he mean, said, you gotta throw ass to be with me. I don't know what the fuck you on. That's good to shoot shit, bitch. You better get the fuck on somewhere. But um, I need them cheeks, ma'am. <laughs> it is no bad blood. It is like I mean, we were twelve, so right. Uh, and then my ex ex we were together for a year and a half, and I don't have any problem with him. I don't know who thinks I hate him, but it's like, sir, trust me, you're fine. But I feel like my situation breakups have hit much harder. Like I'm still every time I see a nigga who's Travis Scott break, I flinch in public. That's how bad one of them situationships hit. Like this nigga got the same birthday as my mom. And I, we were out to my mom's birthday eating. And I thought I saw this nigga because I saw some nigga with some Travis Scott braids. I almost had a panic attack at the goddamn table. So I'm going to say that's my least favorite because a bitch is still traumatized because it did not end well at all. Um, favorite, I guess 
favorite old thing. We never had sex or anything, but we had a good time. And that's the dude who came to my show. We just have fun. Like, it was just cool. Like, we were just in, in New York, just drunk and shit. Like, he's cool. He's the one that's, like, one of my old boos that's not, like, blocked. So, I guess he'll be my favorite. Because, you know, you're not blocked. That's, you're doing amazing. Um, Yeah, I, I guess that'll have to be it. Because he's not, like, an ex-ex. We didn't even go to that level. But he was cool. Like, he came to my shows. We would just vibe, you know. Sure. It's no bad blood. So I think no bad blood makes you a favorite because honestly, everyone else can like that. So yeah, I think that for me, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I was like the no bad blood thing is real because like there are people that you break up with and y'all realize like because the bad at first it might be bad blood with all these niggas like at first with your first little feelings being hurt, but after some time, which usually don't even take that like you can tell which ones you're gonna be cool with or you still wanna have a relationship with based on, and sometimes if like, we didn't work, but you were always respectful of me or whatever the case may be, so I can see us being friends. Bad, if I don't wish you bad blood and we dated, I mean, wow. The only people I wish bad blood on though are the people that got me pregnant. Okay. Um, I think for me, and I, I know that like, I'm a very emotional person. I have a pretty much bleeding heart about any situation. I can pull something positive from any person that I've loved romantically. Like, even if it ended on bad terms, even if, you know, I really don't want to think about you or I don't think you're a great person. Like I, every relationship that I've been in has taught me something. And I truly am like, hmm, it didn't work out, but all of this shit was positive before it got bad. Or here's some just like wildly positive things. I felt good in this moment. I felt good about how I was being treated and I will cherish that. Is that weird? Cause I've been thinking about my past relationships and I'm like, yeah, this nigga ain't shit, but like, a, B, C, D, and E was a good time. Or A, B, C, D, and E was fun to me or I felt about it. I'm never, I don't think I want any of them to, hold on. Maybe one. I want one to die. But but beyond that, I don't think I really am like, mm, fuck these niggas, let's block them. I just, I just don't care no more. With me, let's see. Actually, I do have a favorite, not a favorite, but just like, it just didn't work. Like, I do agree that everyone has taught me something. Like, okay one dude okay let's see from my ex to now I'll, I'll go run down the list of niggas like one taught me okay some niggas gonna cash up you on dates you might want to make sure you know this nigga's gonna pay before you get in your goddamn car whether you have the money or not another nigga refused to eat me out and want to play mind games and just like what is this this single sex what are we doing here and, and then the next nigga taught me that that was not how things worked and this nigga was a nutcase and, and was trying to psychologically attack me and then he taught me, the one who taught me that sex wasn't okay, he taught me that niggas who care about you will let you know and do things that you ask them to do. And, you know, you just you just keep on picking things. I'm like, some niggas, this niggas are supposed to be nice to you. Niggas are supposed to, you know, give a damn. And it's like, wow, how profound. And you just, you just keep on picking little nuggets of information. You just keep gathering things. And then, you know, and then God will just be like, okay, you have enough notes. I'm going to give you your king. And eventually, once you get enough notes, that's what's going to happen. And some of the things be about yourself. But I would say I learned my most recent relationship. The biggest lesson I got was um, the value of myself. And just like, you can love somebody to death, um, but you cannot love somebody more than you love yourself mm -hmm. or even try to live a lifestyle in which it could be like, you could say whatever and you can think in your heart of hearts that you love yourself more than you love somebody else. But if your actions are showing that that person is prioritized over yourself, then it, it, that's the case. Whatever you're telling yourself in your head to mind numb yourself is whatever you're telling yourself. But in practice, you are prioritizing somebody above you. And that 
is not healthy and all those like I love hard or if I'm with somebody I'm a da da you guys need to take some step like we that's my tribe of people the codependent motherfuckers you have to take a step back and look at yourself and like why am I giving away so much in desperation to be loved why and then the thing about it is like we said on this podcast people that do care about you they're going to they're not going to have you in these spaces and situations and feeling this way. People are going to disappoint you. Absolutely. But there's a difference between being disappointed and somebody actually not caring. And there are, you really just have to trust God in yourself. Like he was okay before you met this motherfucker. He will be okay after you meet this person, but you were always going to keep running into these people until you take the lesson. And the lesson was supposed to be and especially and self and fucking your self-respect. I will say one of my worst relationships, the best thing I got from it is nobody can tell me shit about me. I listen to this motherfucker talk shit about me for a year and some change. I'm not taking it from anybody else and it doesn't work. It's not effective. I fuck with me. I think that also if you spent you're like for me I spent my childhood like performing for love like oh let me do a b c d and e and make sure people can see me actively trying to be my best and love on them and I have to be perfect for people to consider me or for people to pay me any attention and that translated into my it translated to like like for example yeah I'm a person anyway that's gonna get up and making you make you breakfast and all that type of shit you stay at my house you're gonna get fed that's my deal there's a hundred percent no reason why I should have been up at five o'clock in the morning making a grown man breakfast every day that was me performing for love because I felt like that was like something he loved or liked about me. So now I have to keep this up because this is one of the reasons why you're with me or this is one of the reasons why, you know, you think I'm valuable. Mm-hmm. You Somebody should just love you because they fucking love you. And that's it. Like that should just be the reason. Um, so I think that if you are in a habit where you're like, oh, I have to do all these things to get somebody to love me or I have to be up somebody's ass all the time to get them to think that I'm worth something, just like recalibrate, reel that back, um, pull up on those reins and just do some reevaluation. We all have to do it. Um, it is performative as hell. And, it's, and y'all, y'all, it's one it's one of you bitches right now that know we talk about your relationship, but you can't bear to hear it right now. Like I was getting like smooth, cussed the fuck out and called all kind of bitches, dirty bitches, useless bitches, whatever. And then being like, you need to go cook or you're you're even more of a useless, dirty bitch. And I was doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like one of y'all knows that we're talking to y'all and it's toxic as fuck. You need to leave and please let me be, let me be your voice of reason, bitch, go. You'll be okay. You'll be sad. You am actually, to be honest with you, you're really not gonna be that sad. You're gonna be sad for a little bit, but you're gonna be so fucking relieved. And that relief that's gonna wash over you is is so much so much doper than like companionship companionship is cool but peace bitch real peace when i broke up go ahead go ahead mel go ahead i'm sorry to say to your point earlier like when old people are oh without me xyz the extent of the without this person you're gonna be think about a memory like oh we had fun in vegas that's sad huh and then you keep on going to your fucking and you day. keep it pushing like what and then sometimes you're like we have fun in vegas Oh, until so that nigga started tripping. I remember he did ruin the rest of that trip. Now I need to go to Vegas with my friends. Like it might go either way, or you it, might be sitting there reminiscing about you'll never, your nigga never did anything for you. It and okay, so to that point, because let me go ahead and have a testimony. My last relationship, first of all, this is somebody I dated twice. So this person was the same kind of fucked up both times. I thought that shit was different. It absolutely was not. This bro came on the precipice of me being like, if I don't make a decision 
about my life right now, exactly how I'm feeling today is how I'm going to be feeling forever. I was going to move clear across the fucking country to be with this person. I was going to stop wearing fucking lashes and wigs because he wasn't into it. My nails were too long. He didn't like the way that I dressed. He didn't like the fact that I cursed all the time. And I'm like, hmm, am I prepared to be dealing with this every day? And shit gets serious when people have to move across the country for their and people have to go and take care of their parents and shit. And you realize that you might actually one day really be a staple in this person's life and they're not treating you well. They're not doing the things that you're asking them to do. The level of relief off of my chest. Let me tell you how I knew shit was real in that relationship. I told that man I was unhappy and guess what he said? He said, well, I'm fulfilled. So I don't know what's going on on your end. Like what? (laughs) The level of relief that I felt when I said, I no longer desire to do this. This is not happy for me. Immediately, I was like, eyes free. Mm -hmm. And I thought that I could, I thought that like, oh, I'm about to lose my husband. Like we supposed to get married. Like it's supposed Mm -hmm. to be a whole thing. As soon as I said it, I said, my God, I couldn't believe I was going to spend my life with this man. Mm -hmm. This is my person. I'm this person understands you more than anybody else. And it's like, you understand you more than anybody else it's like i i'm one of those people i don't be going through like the actual breakup portion until like way too, way far after i should like i'd be knowing in my spirit like this ain't gonna work but i keep trying and um there comes a moment when you're with your partner and that resentment has fully overtaken you and like just their name popping up on the phone you're like what the fuck do you want and my last issue i got cheated on and I stayed because I don't I don't necessarily look at cheating like a deal breaker. Um, but what was a deal breaker for me was the lack of effort, like to rehabilitate anything. And then the like, oh, like like basically you're just cheating. I mean, everything's just supposed to be fine. I'm just supposed to act like everything's fine. And that created like that for me was like the damn, this motherfucker does not respect you at all. And they are encouraging you not to respect yourself. Like they've done something to you. They've kind of bare bones apologized for it. The one thing, like there's no effort being made and it's because they don't have to make an effort and it's because they don't respect you. Holy shit. There's no like, cause sometimes things happen in relationships and it'll be like low level, right? It's the low level disrespectful shit. But if you don't either have that conversation, nip it in the bud there or just move completely on, then it, it doesn't go away. The flags just be getting more flaggier. Like they just get redder, bitch. Like, so if I the disrespect you're ignoring in the first month, a year and a half from then, it's just, it's just more explosive, but it's the same fucking feeling. Like that's what I had to assess myself. I feel the same kind of hurt and, and frustration I was feeling in the beginning of this now. And then I was always getting cheated on, but now it has like a confirmed, I can't pretend it's not happening. Put my head in the sand to try to make this work. So it's like the pressure you alleviate from yourself when you stop fucking with these people. And then if you think the sex is just the best part and you're never going to fuck with nobody that's going to listen. It's more sex it. out here. It's so much more sex out there, man. It's so much more sex. You might I find out you suck because the hit not shit. Because you're my not even coming. The, oh, sorry, friend. No, you're good. My ex was the first person that I like was having like actual sex with. So I was like, oh, we broke up now. Who am I going to have sex with? Sex is going to suck. It's going to feel like my first two. And then I got that first body. I said, this is how the dick in the street, man. Oh, we Gucci. Oh, we good. We gonna be all right. We gonna be all right. And it was great. And also, like, I want to say just on everything that you were talking about with the disrespect, I think that sometimes it 
relationships, we look at disrespect like as these big, huge things, which they are like, oh, this person is cheating on me. This person is mentally abusing me physically. Sometimes people just let you know. And sometimes they're joking that they don't like you the way that you are. Like, for example, right, like my ex, you know, I like to wear like body jewelry and belly chains with my clothes. He never missed an opportunity to tell me that he thought that that was tacky. Every time that I did it, no matter what, and it got to the point where I was, I didn't even care that much. I was wearing it just to spite him because no matter what I put on, he had something to say about it. No matter how I wore my hair, he had something to say about it, my nails, anything. So it's not always like these big, huge, sometimes motherfuckers want you to be the person that they want you to be. Like they like the idea of you, but they think that they can change you or make you better, or they think that you're not good enough and that their influence will make you better. Or like any of that, I did not need saving, bitch. I was perfectly fine. If anything, I need saving now that I'm dealing with you. Right. It's 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 also they'll sign up for you and they know like, hey, this is Lauren. I'm this, 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 and this. They you knew that when you came the fuck over here. So now you complaining. Yes, I wear bonnets. You don't be mad for my bonnet now, bitch. I've been wearing bonnets. I had bonnet. You met me in a bonnet. It's like bitches that work in the strip club and then niggas, they start dating niggas and they be mad they work in the strip club. Like you met me as a stripper. Now I you want was, me to quit. I was vanilla bean when you met me and I'm Latiffany at the house, but I'm vanilla bean from 8 p.m. to fucking 2 a.m. and you need to just chill on me. Not Latiffany. You can tell when you're over, or at least I know I know for real I'm done with somebody because even having sex with them, I do not enjoy. Like them touching me, do not enjoy. Couldn't have an orgasm if I wanted to. If I paid the piper, there would still be no pipe. Like it just will not, my body physically just gets to a point where it's like, why is this motherfucker touching us? I know you're not smart enough to leave, but we don't want to be touched. I think for me that sometimes when I love people, I will psych myself out to think that the sex is better than what it is. Like, because I'm good at sex. So I'm like, you know, fine. Like I can make this worthwhile because I love this person. And the love is what supplements the lack of being able to fuck. But Mm. when I stop fucking with you it's like damn you really could not fuck this whole time and i was making up the difference that's crazy listen i got disrespected so what'd you say mel i said that's unfortunate about the whole bad fuck thing well i think that because i take sex so seriously like it's one of like the four things that god made me just good at for no reason when i'm with somebody who like is not of the same sexual acumen i'm like i could take you there like i could like lift you up to where i am but once i stop loving you nope once i stop with my feelings it's like you gonna take that bad fuck somewhere else i don't even like it don't even i would say in the course of my list because in the beginning of the sex is all funny it's like when you really like somebody that's when you really know you guys are sexually compatible um, but I mean, I've had some great sex with some wicked people. Like if they don't have nothing else to offer, at the very least they have sex. Conversation, trust, security, kindness, you know, any of the other traits, uh, uh, medical care. You know what I'm saying? I was fucking people that don't even have health insurance. Of course their spirits are fucked up. That was not nice. You know, some of y'all don't have medical care and y'all have good spirits. It's just one bitch in particular that's really like that. right sure now. And she don't have health insurance and she need to stop fucking bothering me before I get to acting like Lauren from 2006 when I was 19. Stop this. And you, you stop this Anywho. I'm uh, how old did you think? Hold on, wait a minute. I was you 19. In- you were 19 in 2006. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. now you're 33. I wasn't 19. Yes, I was 19 in 2006. 
2006 was 15 years ago, baby girl. Oh, 2016. You know, I'm young. I'll be forgetting the numbers. 2016. Oh, okay. One okay. before the six. Girl, it's, it's giving spring, summer. It, it's, uh, it's spring, <laughs> summer, fall joggers. That's how old I am. Next year, I'm turning, um, I'm thinking next year I'm going to turn 21, though. I'm going to mix it up and be 24 then 21. Next year, I just want an exclamation point on my cake. I don't, want, don't put any numbers on it. I'm here still. Um, listen, so do y'all want to get into what the most foul, egregious shit that your ex did? Or are we going to skip that one? Because that one can get kind of emotional. Foul, Where egregious, outside of getting my ass whooped? Uh, well, I would say, um, man, what? I got a litany. What do y'all want to hear for the boys? One of my favorite. Um, just, do a girl one. Oh, okay. One of my favorite showcases of uh, psychopathy has to be, um, I got into an argument with uh, someone I was dating. She, she was tripping. Long story short, I get out of the vehicle because we pulled over at a gas station. We're trying to find gas. It's late as night. So we go to multiple gas stations. There's no gas. I'm just trying to get this bitch home so I can go home. The fact that I'm even still trying to take you home and you in the car call me all kind of fuck bitches and whores is a, you know, a kindness. So I'm in the car. Um, I get out at the gas station to like just get some air, whatever the case, and I gotta find a new gas station. This bitch gets upset when I get back in the car and kicks my windshield until it cracks. My windshield is now boom, big ass. Oh my god! My Drew her legs back, cracked my windshield. Right. So I got out of the car again because I was she on drugs? Was this drugs? Uh, no, no. I was like, I got out of the car and I was like, I'm, I got to get out. Let me take a second because I'm going to hit this bitch. Like, I'm about to hit this hoe. I'm about to hurt this bitch. Like, that's that's what I was thinking in my mind. So I get out the car. When I get out the car, I look up and my car is driving off. My car is peeling off and I'm standing at the gas station, not inside of my car. I'm just, my car is gone. I'm at outside the Chevron. So, so she now, damaged your car and then stole and then pulled off. So now, now rage is radiating from my belly button to the soles of my feet. Like you ever been so mad? I can feel heat coming off my body. I was like, I don't know what you're going to do, but it's fucked up. So I call her and I'm like, you stole my fucking car. I think, I think before I called her, I said, be cool, be cool, calm down. Soon she answered, I was like, be cool, Michael. It was no be cool. So she was like, I didn't steal your car. I took it to get gas. I'm like, okay, you don't have a car to put gas in. My car pulled off without me. Right. My windshield is somewhere in the distance, fucked up. I'm about to lose my goddamn. So did like a big, did like a big piece of your windshield come out, like Jumanji style, or where the where she had she drew her feet back and was kicking my windshield like a temper tantrum. The crack, like there was a big crack, and then there was a long one that went all the way to the other side. When I tell you, I would be driving. Like after this, um, she did pay for my windshield to get fixed about a couple weeks later. Um, but I will be driving, looking at my crack in my car. And like, we had got back together at that point. And I was just sometimes be sitting and looking at my shit then looking at her, we would be in the car and she would say stuff like, you don't respect my stuff. You know when SpongeBob had on diapers? <laughs> if I say, but if I point to the windshield, like that happened because of you, because you made me mad. Bitches is crazy. Niggas is crazy too. Niggas was, and this pussy is fire. Yeah, I mean, and this don't make lesbian land sound much better than straight it's land. Not, it's not much better. Now with the male version of this car shit, because for some reason people would be fucking with my car. 
my ex, he, um, I got him a job as a valet. He stole a car at night um, because I had not, I was at a show and I had not immediately responded to him. I was on stage actually. So he stole a car from work. He, uh, unbeknownst to me, was outside of the comedy club. So after that, I leave the club. There's like some of the comedians and um, this is like when I was still newer doing comedy, one of the comedians there, we were talking about like uh, me running a room out of there, whatever the case may be. So we go to one person's house to drop somebody off. And then we go back to the main person's house, like a group of us, because we're going to smoke, kick it, whatever the case may be. He's texting me all throughout the night. Like, who is this nigga? He looks gay, this, that, and the third. So I know he can see me, but I also know he's at work. So I'm kind of like paying it dust. I'm like, if I don't engage his crazy ass, then he'll stop, right? Let me just ignore it. Is this who I think it is? Yes. Ignore, ignore, ignore it. Let me just not engage him. So he's literally following me, tailing me all night in this vehicle. I have no idea. So while we're at the house, this nigga gets upset. And um, it's so crazy looking back because we're going inside the house and the niggas I was with, there's girls there too, but the two main niggas like who own the space, he was like, there was a nigga off in the distance breaking rocks on the ground, just throwing rocks, breaking them. He's like, what the fuck is that crazy ass nigga doing? I was like, I have no idea, that's weird. And uh, we all kind of laughed about it and went inside. Literally moments later, a rock comes zooming through the window, crash of this nigga's house. So I'm in there popping big shit. Like, I don't need to be here. I don't know what kind of crazy shit y'all got going on with bitches, but I cannot be in no just chaotic environment like this, this, that, and the third. Whole time. Hold, so police come, they apprehended the suspect, all this shit. Something, I had, my phone had died because I, oh, I turned my phone off because I was ignoring him because he was acting crazy. I turned my phone back on and texts just start pouring in. I immediately realized the masked assailant was my nigga. Oh my God. <laughs> now I dash out of the apartment to the police car. And the worst thing about it was after he threw the rock, he could have got away, but he stayed in the neighborhood because he thought I was going to come outside. Like I just knew when windows going to get busted, then my, that that's my cue to come get in the car. I was like, nigga, when the window got busted, that was my cue to stay inside. Obviously there's a situation outside. I don't need to go nowhere. Right. Why would I come outside to investigate that? He's in the back of the police car looking stupid as fuck couldn't look me in my eyes. And this is how sick I was at the time. I'm like, damn, this is my fault because if I would have just answered him and did what he said, he wouldn't be in trouble. Now I feel bad. So the next day, Lauren Knight sat outside of the Fulton County Jail from the early hours of the morning until I think we finally, I got at the, uh, to the jail at like 7 a.m. I pulled off with this nigga in my car at like 9.45 p.m. I sat outside that jail for plus 13 hours waiting for this man who stopped, got me banned from this space. I can't even go there at all anymore. They were like, you're dumb as hell if you're gonna go get this nigga out of jail. And I was like, look at me, I'm dumb as hell. And Your I, troubles could have been over then. It could have been, but I went right to the jail and I was right there when he got out and picked his ass up. And how did he repay me? By being the exact same person and whooping my ass, just a few. Oh boy, we should have let you go last because mine are nowhere near this. I'm not even gonna play. At this point, I'm not playing it's it's listen it's intense and you know so the most embarrassing part of that whole thing was when i had to go back to work they were like i work in hr they're like a valet stole a car lauren what do you know about that like this is my job my professional job oh so y'all were working in the same place yes i oh. got him i was working hr for AAA parking he was a valet because i got him a job 
Oh, boy. Oh, I remember that. An overnight valet job. All he had to do was go to work and go to sleep. Nobody was coming or going. You just need to sleep, lay down, and chill. This, yeah, I, I ended up getting in trouble. I, even at my job. My job was looking at me like, so what's up, bro? They helped me, though. They helped um, They helped him, too. They helped, because uh, he was supposed to get, you know, charges for stealing a vehicle, but they talked to the guest. They were able to squelch it. But yeah, fuck that nigga, man. You could not have talked to me about a nigga stealing my car from the parking lot and going to harass somebody. You're going to jail, sir. You're going to the pen eat pinch. He was at jail. I would have got him. And my dad, my dad was so sick of me. He was like, this is why, like, sometimes I feel like Giselle from Real Housewives of Potomac. Like, what's wrong with you, bitch? You're cute. (laughs) You know, you 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 seemingly have a cool personality, and yet you keep getting fucking played in your face. And I, I think the issue is me. I am a clown. I am but a clown. <laughs> I think the uh, <laughs> most egregious. I've had some awful shit done to me by men, so I won't get into my like dark bag because I don't want to revisit that space. But I will say one of the most funny things that has happened to me. I was uh, living with my ex. Um, well, not my ex but we had dated and then we had broken up but I didn't have a place to stay because I was in school so I was still living there and um he had when I got home like had a bitch like in his room like and this is like our fresh breakup like we had been broken up maybe six days um I I hear sex noises coming from his room so I knock on the door and I'm like uh hey can I talk to you for a second He's like, I'm kind of in the middle of something. I was like, I can hear what you're in the middle of, you know. So if you just step out on the porch with you me, you could just step out. Uh, that'd be great. So he uh, pantsed himself uh, and came out me on the porch. I was in a big t-shirt, which was his. So it's a lot of layers here. I was in a big t-shirt and a bonnet. Uh, we argued for ten minutes. He said, "Hold on, I left something in the house. I'll be right back." And he locked me out of this home with no pants in my bonnet to fuck someone else. Um, and I just sat there. Uh, I tried to break the window. I'm not as strong as I thought I was, or those windows were like very well put together. Uh, but I tried to break the big front window of the house. It did not work. Uh, so I just had to sit out there and let mosquitoes bite me on my pube bone. Um, this was Alabama. So it was Alabama mosquitoes biting me while he was fucking some whore. Um, in our home where we live. I know the girl and the girl knew that we had broken up. She's a whore, straight up. In lesbian, you don't even need to like, in lesbian, unless y'all been breaking up a month, it's not even worth you calling it your ex because y'all are still very much together. So six days post lesbian breakup, I pull up and you're fucking um, bitches. We got a problem. We got a problem. No, 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 no. That, it, it was a problem. He got beat up. Um, I don't need to be with anybody who can make me that upset to where Lauren, who's 24 and mature and is like driving the ship, turns around a 16 year old Lauren like, so what do you think we should do next? It was a situation where like, you know how a day starts and you're like, I don't know what is going to happen, but I know what's not going to happen. It was one of those things where like I came home, I got into my big t-shirt, my bonnet, I had a cupcake. I was getting to watch some some TV like it was just going to be a relaxing night. And I hear this nigga fucking somebody. And it's just like it can't be it can't be that that's happening. Um, I would say the worst thing anybody ever did to me in terms of like emotionally, Patrick, um, 
broke up with me one week after talking to me about proposing to me. One week after talking to me about asking me to marry him, broke up with me. You see what I'm saying? It's like the, it's like, it's like- Because then he blamed the breakup on me. He said it was because I did not have my shit together, which was not true. It was a hard time for everybody economically. Um, I didn't have my shit together and I wasn't who he thought I was. Come to find out he was just- in love with another bitch um and broke up with me like literally talking to me about proposals do you like sunflowers i found a sunflower field da, 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 which first of all why are you talking to me about my own proposal weird i should have known then that this was not going great um with you like we working together on it yeah and then uh broke up with me um it was great it was very that's you know what's really crazy about all of that too it's like nobody asked you to talk to me about proposing I didn't make you bring that up so like it's like people will come into your life and you care about them but it's like the relationship portion these motherfuckers will, have, will disrespect you have you so fucked up like they will do some shit that's so like chaotic and calculated at the same time that next thing you know it's like I have no choice but to say this nigga name on the podcast or I have no choice but to you know I'm saying kick in the door and beat your motherfucking ass. Like I find myself back against the wall. If you have me scream crying, whatever I do after that is on you because there's no reason at my big age, I should have been yelling with my mouth open with no If I'm, ah! if I get that upset, it's on you what happens. It's, it oh, wasn't, I'm go a ahead, personal podcaster. What? Okay. The disrespect. <laughs> All right. Now that we're back, um, I'm just, it's just a clusterfuck of me being done wrong in college. It's just all of them. So I'm going to include all of them as, you know, one thing. Um, so first, and you know, I wasn't really pulling niggas before I was an AKA. So this all came post letters because mm. niggas was groupies. So nigga one, you know, hanging out with him. I met him via, I, I had a classroom freshman year. And then at his probate, I was like, oh, hey, friend, you friend from class, know you, or whatever. And we got to talking because he was trying to talk to my friend. And I was trying to hook them up, but he wasn't interested. I was like, well, shit. No, he wasn't trying to talk to my friend. My friend was like, oh, he's cute. And I was like, okay, I'm going to hook y'all up because I know him. And then he wasn't interested. I was like, well, fuck. And then one day, the, and then another dude I met at their probate, I had took a picture of him and his dad because they was both redacted. And then he had, he, his dad had me take a picture with him, right? So I took a picture with him on his redacted day. And then, so I was like, okay, y'all both cute. So when I go to this party, one of y'all finna be bae, mm. right? Long story short, this is how I ended up having both Slime Brothers fillet me. So when we went to this party, not the same time, over a course of months, I'm a lady. And we went to the party and boy number one ended up fillet me. We was like kissing her mouth in front of all these people and the party was very ghetto. And then I found out he had a girlfriend from back home this entire time. Niggas in college love that. There's always a girlfriend from back home. Girl went if you to a girlfriend back home listening to this podcast, go ahead and free yourself. Free if you have a girlfriend back home, you're a dummy bitch, okay? You are. I'm like, she go here. But I didn't know about her. So he lied about that. So I cut him. And then I found out he was talking to my line sister. And he didn't expect us to talk to, talk to each other. And we did. And we were talking. I was like, yeah, I talked to one of the redactors. She was like, which one? She goes down the whole line. It's like, this number, this number, this number, this number, this number, skipped it him. This number, this number. I'm like, you skipped the one nigga was. She was like, I know it ain't redacted. I said, it is redacted. She was like, bitch, I talked to redacted. I was like, bitch, I know you lying. Like, and it wasn't even in a, like a fighty way, but it was just like a bitch, you lying. And I then we compare notes. 
And he was texting us the same shit. He was talking about his mama house and saying he thought his mama house was haunted and all this shit, telling us the exact same word for word. I've, I've been there. Yes. Go and on. I was like, bitch, you lying. So we basically Monica and brandied him at a bonfire and he was trying to lie and like, oh, well, that, not that serious. I said, bet, because I'm over here. Your line brother flirting with me and I'm trying to hold off because of you. Don't worry about it. So, you know, I was playing NPHC week and then his line brother was on the, on the panel, I mean, on the committee. So we flirting back and forth, you know, I was like, okay, hey friend, blah, blah, blah. And then that fucking Friday, the Friday of the um of MPHC week, it was uh we had a bowling party, we were strolling, and we had a stroll to Drunken Love. And I think I he did one of their moves while I was like strolling next to him and I like grabbed one of his accessories. It was very the uh <laughs> theatrical, but I used to like showing out like that. And then that day we kissed and then the rest was history. So we ended up, he filleted me sooner the following week. And then he ended up being the first person, not the first person, no, no, no. He ended up being the person that put his redacted into me before anyone else did. That's what I'm going to call it. I'm not calling it the other thing. I'm not calling it anything else. I'm telling all my business, but y'all knew this in school anyway. But then I found out this nigga had a child the whole, the whole time, had a kid on the way. Oh my God. Child in utero the entire time. Then I tell you, that fucked me up. And I knew because my line sister was close to him. So she told me, so I knew before anybody else knew, but I didn't know the timeline. I thought the girl mm-hmm. had just got pregnant. The girl had been pregnant and the baby was about to be born. So, he so was- when I did the arithmetic- Well, now we know what fraternity it is. <laughs> Shut up. When I did the arithmetic, I'm like, this bitch been pregnant this whole time? So that mean you knew? I was sick. Honestly, I didn't cry specifically for that, but then I was getting done wrong by another fraternity um that spring semester shortly after finding out about the child being born and i found out you know he just was not texting back i'm just sitting there waiting by the phone just being sad so i did like an all-inclusive cry like god why are you doing this to me is it because right. i curved that one dude from a third fraternity because i won't do right by him i being punished jesus why why god and then i just did an all-inclusive cry listen to some k michelle Cause that's when Kevin Show had the song, I'm gonna compete with a baby. Is there any room left? I didn't in even your know heart? about this song. Whoa. I love it. Is this like a deep cut? I've never heard this song in my life. You know how down maybe bad you have to be to be in the K Michelle deep cuts? Maybe I should call. That was a single. Maybe I should call. That was a single? Maybe it's my fault. I'll be honest. I love him. 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 Oh, God. Everything that's not BSOP by K. Michelle is a deep cut to me. So this is a deep cut. I think it's this on the is- same album. Let me see. I, I did not. I don't even. Album. Listen. <laughs> oh, did I tell y'all about the time? I've told y'all that my ex threatened to kill me. Did we talk about that? Oh, y'all, y'all exes be trying to kill y'all too? It's lit. No, so we went to, I think I told this story before. We went to, well, he was going to a party. First of all, this nigga was crazy. He used to put pennies on my back left tire wheel well to know whether I left the house or not. So he would be like, did you leave the house today? And I'd be like, no. And he'd be like, yeah, you did. And I'd be like, how you know? Then his LB told me like, that nigga be putting coins on your back right tire. And if they're not there when he gets back, he knows you left. And I'm like, Oh, but if it was windy, Ike today. Turner level crazy shit. No, it could just be windy, and maybe it blew the penny down. He's smart. He knows it's not going to be windy enough in Alabama to blow a coin off of a tire. He just was crazy that way. Bitch. So, if I see coins on tires now, I'm gonna knock them down just to protect bitches. Like, no, this, this nigga was crazy though. Like, he had a lot of shit going on. Like, his mom 
was a whole, well, we're not together. He probably is never going to listen to this podcast. His mom committed suicide when he was like 17. And so this was right before he got to college. And he has several siblings, but she left him the suicide note, found her body. So he came to college like with a lot of trauma. And then we started dating. He was just like really into me intensely immediately. And then when I was like, I've never seen a picture of your mom. Let me see a picture of your mom. And he would show me a picture of her. I saw a picture of her. We look exactly alike. So that was very, very odd and very, very weird. So this night, he was a whore, like most men are. Um, you gonna cheat said, on your mama's doppelganger after she died? Exactly. That's not crazy to do? You gonna cheat on your mama's doppelganger? Right, exactly, exactly. No loyalty to nothing? Right. So- look like my daddy ain't gotta worry about nothing. I don't like <laughs> men who look like Gerald Levert because it's, it is trauma for me. I'll go the opposite way. Give me skinny and lines and give me the opposite because I'm gonna think you are gonna die on me. Don't you die on me, nigga. <laughs> I'm a, so, I'm bitches that look like my dad. So ahead. we went. Your dad is handsome. Anyway, so we went. Are we talking about handsome daddies. All right, uh, I get to say it. I never say anything. Anyway, um, so he's like, I'm going to this party tonight. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna go too. And he was like, Nah, no, you're not. Like, I'm going with the guys. Like, you know, you stay home, you chill. So I said, okay, but immediately I was like, I'm going to this party, right? So I wait a minute. I let him, I want to see him like in the groove of a party with him thinking that I'm not going to be there because we go to shit together all the time. So I get to the party. He is full fledged, save the last dance, grinding up on some young lady in a red dress. So I peep it. And then my friends are like, we about to go shut this shit down right now. Let's get into it. I'm like, they're dancing to you should stay another night with me so this is passionate this is passion that i want you get to dance in the carrie hilson and chris brown duets y'all yes this is passion that i'm watching and they're dancing like people who fucked before so i'm like no we're not gonna shut it down this is fine so i go about the party about an hour into me being there he sees me and he gets the crazy eyes and he's like how long have you been here i was like oh i just got here it's cool so when he, we get ready to leave, I said, I'm going to leave with you. He like, all right. He's like, I'm about to go home, which I don't think was his plan. Cause he was like, oh, you riding with me? I'm like, yeah, I'm riding with you. You're so we get in the car, we get in the car. He drove this fucking PT cruiser that we called the broke man's bit. Fucking a nigga with a PT cruiser? I'm about to say, that's I, your first mistake. I was a child. Nah, man, we got a child. She was fucking with a nigga with a PT cruiser? Not a PT cruiser, what's the other one? Not a, not a, no, no, no. I like it's listen, it's it's not a PT cruiser, it was a um fucking Chrysler 300. 300. That's even worse. Is he auntie? Did he have caramel candies in his purse? Anyway, so (laughs) um, we get in the car and I'm you know, we're kicking shit. We're just talking. I said, Who was the girl in the red dress? And he was like, What are you talking about? I said, I saw you dancing with the girl in the red dress. Like, who is she? I was like, It looked very passionate, I was actually kind of jealous. I wanted to cut in, it was amazing. And he was just like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know no girl in no red dress. Oh, you know? And now you don't. He was like, right. He was like, stop talking to me about it. And he said, stop talking to me. Like, I grew up abused, so I know what abusive language sounds like. He was like, stop talking to me about it. Mm -hmm. So I was like, no, no, let's get into it. I saw it with my own eyes. Who's the girl? If it's just you were dancing, that's fine. But if it's something I need to worry about, let me know. So he just kept repeating, like, I don't want to talk about this. Like, stop talking about it. It's nobody. So I brought it up one more time. (laughs) So I said, okay, well, I'm going to find out who the bitch is on my own. Since obviously you don't know who she is, it must mean something to you. And he said to me, he said, it's dark. There's not a lot of light on this street and I'm not wearing my glasses. 
He said, I will run us off this road and the police will think it's an accident. I will kill us both. He said, I will kill us both if you keep talking to me about this. Well, now I know you fucking her. And when I say I never brought it up again, I I never I, I said brought that shit up to the police. <laughs> <laughs> Officer, he won't believe it. It's just the way he started the sentence. He said it's dark. I said, oh, like as soon as he was like, it's dark. I was like, oh, this is a murder threat. Like, I've been threatened. And turns out he was fucking the bitch. I did catch them in the bed together. I mean, so clearly I was, he was gonna kill you behind. Oh, uh, if he was gonna die by it, yes, I'll go to war for it. Right. So, uh, but yes, anytime a nigga starts a sentence with, look, it's dark, that is a threat. Uh, yeah. You know what's crazy? Um, speaking of since we were talking about dealing with uh, people that had, you know, situations going on, really, this is more like males. I was the baby mama in the situation. Um, as you guys know, my baby daddy was a J, well, a lot of you guys don't know this, I keep it low, but he was a J smooth dancing ass nigga at parties. He was the one, bitches are in the chair. They had a, fraternity of fraternity dance by dance they used to be called f side or fsf which was fuck em side fuck em. Oh, i don't no. even think That's fuck em is a greek letter uh i don't think fuck em is in the greek alphabet it's not pretty sure what i said and i think size starts with a p yeah so theirs didn't and um the their what was i guess their logo was the kiss emote like the tongue from kids yeah it was really grungy so I let this person get me pregnant um completely unbeknownst to me so while we're still together um he is still Jay smoothing around at the parties but I never we would go to parties and dance together I would dance with people he would dance with people I never gave a shit about the dancing at parties thing we were in college like it's only so much restraint you're gonna put on either one of us we are both Capricorns so um long story short we fast forward to later in the pregnancy um, and he's just, he's just, I'm, I'm aware that I'm getting cheated on with my sixth sense, but I haven't confirmed it. And there's this girl that he always has pulling up from another college and said, oh, she's like my best friend, but she never hangs out with a group of us when she's around and definitely not nowhere where I'm at, which I'm doing the math, bitch. Like I'm doing the math, but I'm not saying anything. Um, mostly because I'm like, oh, I'm pregnant. I know you have time for all this other shit, whatever. Um, so one day in particular, it was two days, it was a back-to-back thing. So before the incident, he was supposed to, he was going out because Pinky was uh, coming to Savannah, the porn star, and she was doing an event. Of course. So she came and he was so pressed down. Like, I got to go see Pinky, the set, the third. Like you would have thought, you know, Kobe was coming. So he goes to see Pinky. I guess Pinky had called people on stage. It was an interactive performance. Um, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. She doesn't fuck or suck anything, but she does play with dicks. And so um, there's that. He came home uh, from the porn, horny porn party. And uh, I was resting as pregnant women do. I guess uh, he was still big horny. Uh, horny boys never die. And so he contacted his friend who had been coming in and out of town. And they start having sex in front of uh, my domicile. No, 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 no. What? They had yeah, sex uh, next to you? They were, no, no, in the car out front, like right out front. Like if you just open the door, they right there with it. Oh, so Lauren. I was asleep and uh, my body was regenerating, you know, to make this fucking baby for this nigga. Um, 
I was cooking the baby or whatever. And God shifted me out my dreams. I'm a very hard sleeper. God tapped my shoulder and said, bitch, you're not going to believe this. You got to get up. Wake up. You got to go outside, right? You got to get up. Wait, wake up. I was like, wake, wake up. up. I woke up on that fuck shit. Like, I woke up like, what's up, God? Like, what's wrong? What's wrong? He said, listen, I can't get too more involved because this is not Christ-like. So I'm going to let, you know, Lucifer take over here. Just but go to this, the door you need you need to see this shit so I wake up and I'm like okay I'm I'm awake and I'm like oh he's gone but he was here whatever like he must be smoking or something I don't know so I was gonna go back to sleep but this call is on my spirit life bitch you will know no rest you had a calling like on manifest I had a calling exactly like manifest so I get up and I'm walking around. I go downstairs. I don't see him. I grab some juice. This is all very visceral. I mean, I'm, I won't forget any of this because all of it happened like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So I get to the door for whatever reason. I'm just going to go out front and get some air. I don't even do shit like that. I, I have AC. I open the door and I see a car. And because it's parked directly in front of where the sidewalk is to lead to like my door. Um, so I look. And I'm like, oh, they're fucking in there. So now I want to find my baby daddy so I can tell him people are fucking in front of our house so we can have a key about it. These people! Ah! So I don't know where he is. So I'm like, I'm a messy college student. I'm like looking and I realize I see her. And before I even saw him, I already fucking knew. So I went back inside and I closed the door. I hadn't even physically seen him yet. And my best friend had left her softball bag. She played on the softball team uh, at my college. She had left it. Coincidentally, she had just quit the softball team. Her bat's in my, right, like, right by my door. It's like, again, God was just putting stuff down. He was like, here's <laughs> everything you need. Like, you know, in the Sims, you just move shit. Yeah, like, he was just moving stuff around. He, like, paused the game. Right? I was outside, like, who is that? He was in the house, like, oh, we got to move stuff around. So I grabbed the bat, and I go outside, and I just... Uh, I'm so mad. I'm, I'm I'm in this car because I can't. Like, how dare you not park somewhere else? <laughs> that's that's it for me. Like, that's that's the first thing. Like, why why wouldn't you go somewhere? Else? Like, what? And if you were gonna do all this, you might as well brought the bitch in the house, right? So that was my first thing too. I'm pregnant, bro. Like, I don't even want to be pregnant. And like, I'm far along. We found out. I found out I was pregnant. I was uh, six and a half months. There was no like getting an abortion. And if I push this nigga out, I'm gonna keep him. So um. And I wouldn't have been able to give up the baby for adoption anyway. I'm from a black family. My mama would have adopted him and made me call him little brother. I wasn't about to have no kind of like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not about to have my baby confused that he turned 18. Like, you're not my mom. You're not my sister. You're my mom. So, you know, whatever it is. It is. But, um, yes, yeah, so I'm beating on the windows. Um, at some point, like, I, I'm talking with those little rearview mirrors. I knock them holes off. Windshield. I'm car up and i dare somebody to get out and say something to me i'm big pregnant oh and you had that pregnant strength I too was big big pregnant and i was well rested i've been asleep for days i am ready to fuck shit up so i tore the car up he get out she get out and um they wanted to she like ran up like she was about to is this me. jay's dad yes and jay be listening to this podcast um so i'm definitely gonna have to be on his ass because he does not need to know any of this but daddy <laughs> was a bitch ass nigga but um yeah so <laughs> She gets out. I have the bat. And I'm like, I'm about to knock this big, big head right back to um to Fort Valley where she go. I'm about to send this hoe right back to Fort Valley. Oh, you know she was gutter, but Fort Valley. Dirty bitch from Fort Valley. Gutter. Um, gutter butt. 
So this thing, bitch, and all them dirty niggas in Fort Valley, I guess we done fucked them all. So now you and Savannah up on my baby daddy, but whatever. Um, and the thing was, they knew each other from high school. And I guess like she had liked him then, but they had never had sex. But it was like, bitch, he's never putting you first. Now here you are again, driving out your way constantly because throughout the school year, after you know, post all this, he told me what happened. They have been fucking around. But you're driving all this way to be second to a nigga who's never put you first. Like, bitch, get your, you have some self-respect. Anyway, so I'm spazzing on him. I tell him he needs to get the fuck out. She's all upset about her car. I was like, bitch, I don't give a fuck about your car. I will kill you. I will actually end your fucking life. You worried about a car, bitch, your life is in danger. So at that point, he's like, she pregnant, stop, my, my son. And I was like, this is my baby. So he sends me back inside, pushes me in the house. I'm in the house fuming. Like I started doing shit that don't make sense. I was going through his stuff. I found his social and his birth certificate. I put those on the stove immediately. We gonna cut these hoes. I don't know who you were. I, you, I thought you were this person, but you're not. So now you have no identity. Um, Shut the fuck up, boy. <laughs> you, you ain't the nigga you told me you was. So I'm burning up the social. Like I'm, it just is what it is. So um, yeah, and I was just in my head like, bro, if he would've gave me chlamydia and I would've pushed my son out through my birth canal, he could be blind. Like you give so little of a fuck about me. And mind you, it's not like he was wearing a condom or that he wouldn't have came right back in the bed and tried to have sex with me. Like this is this is white right in his wheelhouse of things to do. So um, you know, after that whole situation, that was we broke up then. Me and my baby have not been together since then. We have we we worked to being cordial and cool, and then that went to shit, but we have not dated or anything since that day because it was such a violation of trust. But after we broke up, he did start to date that girl, the girl who um, pulled up on him to make me mad. And when I didn't get upset, they broke up like a couple of days later. So that was so disgusting that that happened to you. And I'm so sorry. Honestly, so sorry. It's, it, it was disgusting and I was upset, but now it's hysterical because like, what? Like he'll, he'll talk about it and be like, oh, remember that time you went crazy? I'm like, niggas will do shit like that to you i have an ex that refuses to stop telling people the story of when i stole all his left shoes uh and you know what but how did i get there you know like this nigga stole from me and went to jail he stole from me and then went to jail for something else and turns out he was with a bitch the whole time yeah i stole all your left shoes you owe me money and you betrayed my trust i stole your things you know it's crazy that nigga was crying to my Where's my social? I'm trying to join the Navy. I was like, nigga, fuck the Navy. You don't know your shit by heart, nigga. Go order a new one, bitch. Dude, they need proof. I don't know what to tell you about your identity, bro. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know who I'm even speaking to right now. Who is this? Show me some proof. You could be anybody. You could be anybody. Any damn body. So, yeah. Um, But you know what? All that goes to show, like, after that situation, I was so emotionally distraught. I felt like the worst and lowest. And I was okay. And I, I loved again after that. And it went to shit. And I loved again after that I went to shit. So there's no reason to feel this like fear of not being with somebody. Cause I promise you, no matter what deep, intense connection y'all have, it ain't no deeper than I'm currently carrying his baby to, to, to term. Like My- he's inside me as we speak, growing. Yo semen. Niggas is- and you outside fucking bitches. And I thought I was not going to be okay. And I promise you, I've never, he's not even my, like I've realized now as an adult, I didn't even love him the most. If I had to do a love ranking, he is not top three. Lord, um, 
let me end on a lighter note, a funnier note, because I too have a Jace Move dance floor story with one of the ones who I was crying to Shakay Michelle about. Um, it was spring semester and his fraternity had a very signature party and it's an old school party. So everyone was dressed up. So before the party, he came to my home because I was the pseudo girlfriend. I was we weren't together, but we were just doing hella boyfriend girlfriend shit. I'm helping him with this stupid ass costume for this fucking party. Right, I'm putting glitter on the glove. I'm helping him with his wig because he came with Michael Jackson. I'm giving all the cheese today. I don't give a fuck, I'm grown. So I'm helping with his costume, but he's working the door. So I didn't have to worry about him in the party. He was like, oh, we gonna dance with people. I'm like, you know, I ain't tripping on it, whatever, whatever, but he's working the door. So we're on the on the stage. I'm on the stage with my friends. We're dancing, we're having a good time. And this is girl's birthday. Like, oh, we got a birthday girl. Somebody get a birthday girl, a lap dance. So he's in a dance organization that does specialize in this kind of dance. But he was not the only person in this organization at the party. Anybody could have gave the bitch lap dance. But this nigga materializes on stage from wherever the fuck he was. I didn't even see him come up mm-hmm. and give this girl the J special. I don't know if he was hanging out with Lauren's baby daddy or what, but he was giving her the was business. He fuck him, side fuck him. He must have been fuck him, side fuck him. They must have had a family. Can we call this episode fuck him, side fuck him? Sure. That's so hilarious. And I was like, huh, is that so? After that, I said, bet. I danced so disgustingly on his profile, who is so fine. I danced so, like, I, it was so filthy that niggas was walking by like, God damn. I danced so nasty on his profile that night. And his profile texted me and was like, oh, what you doing after the party? But I'm sitting there waiting on this nigga who passed out after the party because he was so drunk. I'm over here not fucking your profile because I want to be a good not girlfriend. Not girlfriend. The most embarrassing part. Your profile. I could have just hunched him because years later niggas want to get married and shit later. So now I can't fuck him no more. I don't have no option. Now I'm in a relationship. Now it's too late to fuck him. But I could have just did it after redacted, redacted the party six years ago. But I, I want to be my girlfriend. Now I, I used to be fucking for spite. Now that was my jam. But I used to. That used to be my. Like I, what I'm gonna do is get my lick back. Do That's what I'm gonna do. Was for me not to just have. I was about to be like, I know niggas love pregnant pussy. We're having a pregnant gang bang at apartment seven twelve. Pull up if you're trying to fuck bleeps baby mother. I am here and I am ready. But I was like, you know what, Lauren? You don't even like want to take that much dick. You know, and like, I was I was new to the sex game. And if I would have got pregnant, you the baby probably wouldn't have been looking too different. You would have never known. Would have never known. I remember that nigga told me I trapped him. I was like, I miss so much dick freshman year of college. Freshman year of college, I had sex with one man. And I'll have you guys know, remember, I was excited to be at an HBCU. I was like, look at all this black cock just running loose. So many different flavors, so many different genres. We've got alternative blacks, guitar blacks, hood nigga blacks, real hood niggas. We've got frat blacks. We've got science blacks. I go to Savannah State had a fucking marine time program. It's niggas that love dolphins and see aquatic animals in this motherfucker. It's black dick of a plenty. It's like, it's like have y'all seen the Paperboy with Matthew McConaughey? Um, and he had that shrine of black dicks. That was like how my freshman year of college was supposed to go. I had to come back as a still freshman the second year to clean, to do all the fucking I missed. My my freshman year started so promising. Like it started how every like college movie starts where you have like a well, it wasn't really a meet cute. Um, my ex saved me from getting punched in the face by a sigma. Um and a that, sigma. Like, fuck them. So no, what happened was is that there was this college called the not college, there's this club called <laughs> the Rose in Montgomery, and the Sigmas 
and the alphas at our school just had it out for each other. It was very deep. I don't know what it That's was. I guess because because the other two were off the yard, so they had to fight with somebody. Um, well, the other three is it three? Whatever. The yeah. other ones were off the yard, and who's fighting with iotas? So it was the sigmas and the alphas, and it was a real good iota versus sigma fight. Right in front of the that's eternal. Who they should be fighting. Iota should be fighting Sigmas. That's the that's y'all be. It was it was so a this, good time. It was like y'all saw the fight. <laughs> this Alpha and this Sigma were in an argument that I wasn't paying attention because I was like a uh, hundred and forty pounds full of blue motherfucker at the time. So I'm just drunk, and it so happens that the Sigma cocked back to swing, and I was in the way, and I saw the fist coming towards my face. I saw it happen. I was like, well, guess I'm getting punched in the face at my first college party by a Sigma. Love that. And then I got snatched up by the scruff of my neck like a pit bull and thrown into the back of what? A Chrysler 300. I was dropped off at my dorm. Um, and then the next day, I got a tweet like, glad you didn't get punched. And then we went out for ice cream. It started off so promising. And then I just ended up having a bunch of sex with different people out of spite. And I cannot believe that that's my life. I was supposed to be married. I got set up. See, I met my nigga in college. I went to this. I was in a STEM major. So they have like little, you come to the school before all the STEM majors spend a week there. And then school actually starts two weeks later. I met this nigga in the summer before my first year of college. Like I, and I fell in love in mere days. Like there wasn't like, it's not like I was coming from, a black dick playground so he was funny he was cool and I was like I'm in love with him we had sex for the first time um on a picnic table Aww. by the marsh which I thought was extremely romantic at the time we had sex on top of the table no shame and um so when we left to go back to our prospective corners before at college actually started we left as boyfriend and girlfriend mm. I came back to college when everybody was there and I was like I may have made a mistake <laughs> I may have did that whole boyfriend thing too early because it's niggas I did not anticipate that the only niggas that were there when I came were stem niggas and ROTC I thought I was picking the best of a bad bunch once the regular campus showed up I was like you know what I'm gonna be faithful to this nigga and it's one of my biggest regrets is closing this pussy down for my freshman year of college. I was supposed to be getting, do you know that bitches was fucking just, just, they was getting all kinds of dick. I was hearing dick tales. I was excited by the dick tales. I wanted to be a part of the whole foolery. I wanted to be just in the mix. Meanwhile, my baby daddy's doing handstands at parties, eating pussy in the bathroom. So who's a clown? And my other ex, the car, the fucking stalker nigga, a bitch fell asleep at his house. Um, and he woke her up, took her sneaker off, and was sucking her toes. What is oh, happening? Nasty you have to be to wake. Not- Mind you, she was drunk, hung over, don't smell good, sweaty. To take a sleeping bitch sneaker off, peel her sock back. Not a rinse, not a rinse. The sock is damp. You know the sock is damp. The sock is damp. If you, if you sucking toes out of socks, ain't no saving you. When she told me, we were, he had already beat me up. And I was like, that's why I'm not going to tell everybody about this. Because he could fight. But man, that nigga is nasty. Bitches are coming up to me in public telling me about how they were sleeping and you were sucking their toes like a predator. Now I'm looking crazy like the bitch that was dating a predator for years. Because I was. That's some wild shit. To I didn't know he was doing shit like that, though. It, I had never heard of anything like that. I, I'm disgusted. All right. Well. Break up with that nigga. Break up with that bitch. 
yeah break up with everybody we gonna see y'all niggas on thursday y'all buy y'all tickets we have four fucking tickets left wear your goddamn mask when you come in this bitch yes wear your mask uh we don't want to go through the whole thing of asking whether you vaccinated or not because niggas be lying but you're gonna have a goddamn mask on is what you're gonna have i know that yeah all right no ticket no skate but you know I think maybe we'll get a little little thing of like disposable ones too, just in case you guys don't, because I know. Oh, we, we got those for you. Yeah. Yeah. Cause some of y'all are just going to show up and then get drunk. You know, it's embarrassing or it sucks when you're out in public and you have your mask on and you do something and it falls on the ground and you're just, I have no mask. Oh, the mask is gone now. So I'm not putting it on my face. I'm going to just have to get the Delta virus and deal with that. But I would rather that than whatever's on this ground. Girl, it is, the Delta virus is the funniest shit I've heard all week. The Delta virus? You know, there's a joke there virus for like a, There's a fraternity joke there somewhere. It's not my niche, but there is with this whole thing being called a Delta virus and it being the second wave and all those. There's something there, so. Y'all called me a madman when I said these bitches was evil 10 years ago. I told y'all hoes in that look. Now we got the Delta virus. Now we have the Delta virus. Okay, we're going to close up. We're going to round up. One of y'all bitches need to drive to Duluth because I I, can't, I physically cannot. So I got better car. So I, I couldn't be more off the table. And shout out to my mechanic for being a bitch ass nigga. Your car yeah. been out of commission for a hot minute. Do you know my mechanic went on a two week vacation and did not tell anybody? So my car was locked and chained in Douglasville when it could have been with a whole nother mechanic who was actually fixing it. So he's telling me we're waiting on a part. He gets back in town, actually orders the part. So now there's more time being. I've almost not had a car for. I know I've had not had a car for a month. I know what it feels like to be one of them bitches, a Lyft and Uber ass bitch, and I don't fuck with it. I would never go anywhere if it wasn't for comedy. Well, I guess I'm. I I can't go to Duluth today. Um. Okay, Melanie, send me the place. Okay. If you're easily offended, if you secretly hate women, it's Tally, Mel, and Lauren talking about whoring, how not to be born.